friends. Thanks for being here with me at the local table. I'm Carrie Dirksen, the boss behind Feathered Arrow, a wedding planning and design company based in sunny Los Angeles, California. But don't be fooled because I'm also a lifestyle photographer and now your podcast host. I've been building a business for over five years and two things that I've learned more than anything is that community is powerful and that stories truly matter. We all have a story to tell, wisdom to share, and advice to give. And what better way to learn than by sitting around a table with a drink in one hand and community right next to you. So join me on this adventure as I share about life, business insights, advice, and share people's stories of triumphs and failures. So pull up a chair, friend, and grab a drink as we dive into this week's episode of The Local Table. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Local Table Podcast. With me today, I have Olivia Silvestro. She's the founder and brand guru of Current Design Studio, a soulful brand design agency for coaches and wellness businesses. Current Design Studio helps conscious doers create intentional brands that align with our mission, connect with our audience, and attract infinite abundance on autopilot. With a focus on intentional design, purposeful storytelling, and creative strategy, Olivia and the current team have guided their clients in developing, designing, and scaling wellness businesses that make massive impact on the world. Whether your wildest dreams are to host a yoga retreat in Bali, write a book, travel the world, work 10 hours a week, or a shopping spree at Lululemon, Current is a space that applies the strategies to make those dreams your reality. She is also the host of Behind the Design Podcast. I hope you enjoy today's episode where we dive into branding and how it can help your business grow. Well, hi, Olivia. How are you today? Thanks for being here. Hi, I'm good. Well, thanks so much for joining me on the Local Table podcast. Um, Last week, Olivia had me on her podcast. So today we're (laughs) switching roles and uh, flipping the interview. Yeah, I know. I'm super stoked to chat. Well, perfect. Well, Olivia, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you and what you do? Yeah, for sure. So I'm Olivia. I am the owner and all-around brand guru at Current Design Studio. We are a boutique brand and website design studio specifically for coaches and wellness businesses. So we focus on branding and creative strategy. So we build brands that convert. Um, So we do a lot of logo design, website design, packaging design, collateral, and all of that stuff to really build a solid foundation um, in your business. That's awesome. So how long have you had your business and how did you get into branding? Yeah. um, Okay. Loaded question. (laughs) Um, So I've been in business for um, this September will be three years and how I got started. So I graduated from undergrad in New York when, and yeah, in 2015 and moved out to California. I was like, I am moving. I'm going somewhere where it doesn't snow. Like I am going. Yeah. <laughs> so I packed up my stuff. Um, I met my roommate on Craigslist. I met my. I found our apartment on Craigslist, and then I also found my job on Craigslist. So oh, I wow. literally owe Craigslist, Craigslist yeah. <laughs> like my whole life in California. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, I moved there on my own, like not knowing anyone, but that was like a very, that's like a very 
Olivia thing to do. Like everyone's like, Oh my God, it's so scary. And like, I just don't really think about things like that. Like I didn't realize the, what I did until it was like three months in. And I was like, Oh shit. I really (laughs) moved to California. Like this isn't a vacation. Right. Um, So I moved out to California and I got a job doing design and marketing in or in the marketing department at a commercial real estate firm. And I was just stoked to have a job because I just wanted to move so bad. And my parents were like, you can't move without a job. So I would have like literally taken any job. So I was just like, this is fine. I will work there for like a month and then find something else. Yeah. But I actually really enjoyed it. And I learned so much just about like, like looking back now, I, you know, I didn't love it, but thinking Mm -hmm. about it now, like I love, like, I'm so grateful for like my boss and everything, but yeah. So I was working in commercial real estate and it was just like really soul sucking. So like, I would be like so upset leaving there. Like I worked like a ton of hours. Like I'm someone who just works really hard. So if I'm given something or like given a job, a task or something to do, like I will work at it until it's perfect. So I was working really hard. I was working a lot of hours. And then I was like, you know, this just is not the career path that I want to go. Like I don't want to work 50 hours a week in an office and have someone else tell me like when I can take vacations and, you know, like if I, if I can go to happy hour or not, like I lived in California literally on the beach and I like barely made it home for sunset. So, so probably after working there for like a year, I started actively looking for new jobs. So I was like, I was an athlete my whole life. And so I was like, maybe it's just the space that I'm in. Um, you know, maybe if I worked in a more like competitive, you know, or like or something that was like interested me more that I would like it. Right. So I looked, I was looking for a job for like a year, but nothing sparked my passion. Like nothing, no job interview that I went on was I like, oh yeah, I'm this super is it. <laughs> this. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like after like being there for two years, I remember this so perfectly. I called my mom, like leaving the office and I was just practically in tears. And I was just like, mom, like, I just don't, I just don't feel fulfilled. Like I just, and it wasn't a case where like, like my boss was awesome. I loved my coworkers. Like I was paid well. Like it wasn't a situation where like, it was a shitty job. Like it was a really good job. But I just remember telling my mom that I was just like, felt super unfulfilled and all this stuff. And I was like, I just don't love my job. And she was like, well, who really does? Mm-hmm. And that's when I like, it really flipped a switch where I was like, no, like you're, that's not right. Like that's not what life is about. Life is about enjoying it. It's not about waiting until you retire to enjoy it. Like you should be living right now day to day. So right. that was when I was like, I'm quitting. So I quit my job, didn't tell my parents or anyone. Like I basically (laughs) sort of discussed it with my boyfriend, but he was just like, I don't really understand what you're going to (laughs) do. Right. (laughs) uh, Like, so I quit my job and then started, um, I, I originally started as Olivia design and company and to everyone listening here, like I am personally an all or nothing person. Like I could not, I, there was no way that I would, could be able to do a side hustle mm-hmm. and have a full-time job. Like I'm not, I'm not good at that. So 
I needed to do the entrepreneur thing. Like I had to go off completely on my own. Oh, let me backtrack just a second. So like, what? I didn't just like quit my job and was like, you know what? <laughs> it was like, I had been thinking I had, while I worked in commercial real estate, I had met like freelancers and like videographers. And I was like, wait, you guys just like work on your own. So that's when like the wheels started turning where I was like, there is, you know, an unconventional like life out there. (laughs) Like there's people that like don't have nine to fives and there's people that, you know, took a break from school. Like I was meeting people and I've done like quite a bit of traveling and I would like meet people from Europe and like diff- like eight in Southeast Asia. And they were like, Oh yeah, I'm in my gap year. And I'm like, what the hell is a gap, is a gap year? Yeah. Like I yeah. need that. So it just like kind of started opening my eyes and like the wheels started turning. And then finally one day I was like, okay, I'm sick of it. I'm starting my own business. So anyway, going back. So I started my business, Olivia Design and Company, and I really just kind of like took anything. So a lot of my connections were in real estate. So I was like making social media graphics and still making those like marketing flyers, making like, you know, signs like billboards and stuff for commercial real estate firms. And that's kind of when I started getting into branding because I was like, okay, you have have this huge logo, very notable name logo, and you don't have like fonts or colors or like your social media is like a mess. And it was like really bothersome to me that like not everything was cohesive. So that's when I started getting into like logo design and all of this stuff. And then it just kind of like grew from there where I would do a logo for someone and then they would come back to me and be like, Oh, I need this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, well then that should be part of the package. Then I would do, you know, logo design and social media. And then I would do social media logo and website. And so it just kind of like evolved over time. Yeah. And then in January, 2019, I really honed in and niched down into wellness and um, coaches. So okay. it just has like kind of evolved over time. Yeah. So long story long. <laughs> no, I, I love that. Thanks for sharing that. I, th- I feel yeah. like we all kind of hit, I mean, I know for me, I guess for a lot of entrepreneurs, it feels relatable to have sort of this job prior to starting your business where you're like, it's a little soul sucking. Yeah. Um, because I had that, but it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't really like my boss or my coworkers. There was a lot of aspects I loved, but regardless of those things, like you said, of money or having a good team, a good boss, it's still like the day-to-day work that really still kind of like trumps how you're feeling about everything and about the job and like knowing that there's something else and something better uh, out there. So I feel like, you know, some things can be good about it, but it's still like at the end of the day, I think like the core work of what you're doing is going to like determine how you feel about a job. Yeah. Like if you wake up and you're like, oh, work, like I have to go to work, like do something else. Like you're not doing the right thing. Like that's not how it should feel. Mm-hmm. And I even very early on knew that. And, you know, call me a millennial, call me whatever you want. But I mean, us millennials are really changing the way that the workforce is working. Like by the time Hopefully. we're in quote unquote on entire uh, retirement, we're going to have like traveled the world and built million dollar businesses. So 
I think we're the ones that are doing it right. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I feel like it took, unfortunately, COVID for a lot of businesses now to even realize that, oh, working virtually and from home isn't as bad and we can save a lot of money in other areas of not having an office space. And I've just heard from so many other businesses that that like working virtually, they're like, I don't think we'll ever go back to the office because it works for us, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. And which I feel like is something that we kind of already had down. And like as entrepreneurs, you get used to working from wherever. And like you said, like going on a trip and like still being able to work from wherever you are, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's Um, like an ongoing joke in my family right now. My parents are like, Olivia's life hasn't even changed just for a second. (laughs) Like like there's a global pandemic going on and Olivia is just like carrying on per usual. Yeah, yeah. sure. And (laughs) I I think it's important how you said to, you know, like you just didn't quit your job and be like, okay, now what? Like, I I do think it is important to kind of have that plan or like have an idea of what you really want to go after because especially, you know, for someone like you, who is an all in person, I think, you know, like having somewhat of a plan or like having a little bit of a savings built up, like don't just go quit your job and be like, Oh, I'm going to be successful right off the bat. I think, you know, for people just starting out, it's like have a plan in place, you know, save up money that you can at your current job. And then like take that leap whenever you feel is financially secure for you or your family. Yes, a hundred percent. Like I am an overly optimistic person, like to a fault where I just like (laughs) think anything's possible. Like this is a really silly example, but my boyfriend said this the other day. He's like, this is the epitome of like your life. So I wanted to make homemade guacamole Mm -hmm. and I couldn't, I literally touched every avocado in the pile at the grocery store. Every avocado is like rock hard. Like you can't make guacamole with rock hard avocados. So I get home and I'm like, I'm going to make guacamole. And Alex touched the avocados and he was like, what do you think is going to happen when like you open this? They're not ready. And that's just like a perfect example of why I was like, no, I'm going to make (laughs) guacamole. Like these avocados are going to be fine. Like the the guacamole is going to be fine. Like everything's just going to work out. And he was like, no, it's not like, and no, it didn't work out. And it was like such an issue because then I didn't have guac. Yeah. So like on such a smaller scale, I'm definitely like overly optimistic and that's just how it works. And like, and it, and it works out for me. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend like having some savings and the knowing, like if you're, if you haven't started yet and like, if you think that you're going to quit your job and it's going to be easy breezy and you're going to get clients. That's just like not how it works. Right. And you're going to be working like really, really hard. Like I remember talking to someone, they were like, Oh yeah, I just started my business. And once I get to like 12 K months, then I'm going to do this, this and this. And I'm like, okay, let me know when you get to those 12 K months. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, I'll talk to you in like a year, but yeah. So I think it's like important to know that you're definitely going to be working really hard, but it's also very worth it. Yeah, hundred percent. So I'd love to dive in a little bit more about branding for businesses. And I guess I'd love to hear more of your perspective of just how important branding is overall for businesses and like how to really have that from the start of your business. Especially for people who, you know, sometimes branding yourself can cost a lot of money. And so I know it's important like in the beginning to not like, you know, just because you have this really solid like logo and everything doesn't mean like the clients are going to come 
flooding in, but I think it's important to like get yourself established in branding in the beginning. But I'd love to hear a little bit more from you on like why branding for businesses and the importance of that. Okay. So I'll touch on first, like the importance of branding and then talk about like when I think it's important to get branding done. For sure. Um, Okay. So the importance of branding. So we are conscious consumers. So what that means is that we are listening and reading and doing research and um, learning about things before we're buying. And this is especially true before you buy a high ticket offer. High ticket offer is really anything over like $1,000. So if you don't have a solid brand that looks professional, that explains what you do, that it's clear messaging, your vibe is you know clear you are able to position yourself as an authority. Now, if your website sucks, your Instagram is all over the place or non-existent, if it's not clear what you do, your services all are all over the place, then you are going to have a really hard time positioning yourself and attracting those ideal clients. What branding is, is you know establishing the foundation of your brand. So... It is not just a logo. It is your messaging. It is your vibe. It's the personality of your brand. It's the language you use. It's the colors. It's the fonts. It's the way you position yourself in the market. It's your photos. It's literally everything. Your services, all of that stuff. So when you work with a brand strategist and a brand designer, they're establishing all of that for you and or, or alongside you and mm-hmm. taking your ideas and aligning it in a way that visually attracts your ideal client. Just a few examples of what branding can do. Like it positions you um, as an authority in your space, which allows you to increase your prices. So we only work with coaches and wellness businesses. We are probably 500 to $1,000 more than um, what our competitors are, but we're experts in the space. Like if you want... Yeah. We're a coach or your wellness business. Like we have done due diligence. We have designed, you know, 50 plus websites in that space. So every coach, like they might interview another graphic designer, but like they are going to come with us, even though we're more expensive because we know exactly what we're doing. Yeah. You know that space well, for sure. Yeah. And that's what branding does. Like I, people always ask me, they're like, oh, what do you do if someone comes to you and... Um, you know, wants is, you know, a photographer or an event planner and they want to work with you, what do you say to them? And I don't get those people because my branding speaks so well to coaches and wellness businesses that I don't need to ever turn anyone away because I don't even get inquiries. Yeah. So if this and you're like, you know, you're getting on the phone with people that think that your hourly is, you know, a hundred dollars an hour and they want you know, you do, they have really low budgets or they just aren't really like soulmate clients where you're like, hell yeah, like I'm stoked to work with them. That has a lot to do with your branding and your positioning. So, and then it also, yeah, allows you to increase your prices and then it just makes you look way more legit and professional. Think about why you buy anything because it's probably cute. Um, it has a nice presentation. Like, it looks good. It's easy to navigate. It tells you like, like wine, for example, like most, you know, you have the type of wine that you like, you know, Pinot Grigio or Chardonnay, whatever kind of wine you like, but you're going to pick 
probably a new bottle based on the packaging and how pretty it is. And then you might look it up and you might see them on Instagram and all of this stuff. So like having solid brand foundation is what is going to position you well and have people know. Now, your brand is what people say about you when you're not there. So if you have a solid brand, then you know, you're know you talking about it on Instagram and you're marketing and you have a website and your email list and all this stuff. But if someone you know, someone that might not be, you know, a client or might not even comment on any of your stuff, they might tell one of their friends like, Hey, I follow this um, event planner on Instagram. She's awesome. She specializes in X, Y, Z. So if you have a solid brand, you're kind of, it's marketing itself. You know, like I get, I've gotten clients from other Instagram followers that have never, I've never spoken to or DM'd with or anything. But they tell their friends like, oh, I follow this girl, current design studio. She is a brand and website designer for coaches and wellness businesses. There you go. That's my tagline. I didn't have to talk to this person. I didn't have to coach yeah. them. Um, my brand just speaks for itself. Yeah. And I think that's so important. I was just thinking about that today because I was on the phone with someone that I've done some work with in the past, but she was like, oh, all of us girls on our committee, like follow you on Instagram and love your work. And I was like, man, like I didn't even know they were following me. Like they never comment. I never see them engaging, but they're there and they're like talking about it behind the scenes, you know? And so I think for some people, you know, especially on Instagram, like continue to show up, even if the engagement isn't always there because people are seeing it and they're talking about it if you're showing up on a regular basis. Yeah. And like, if you have a brand and it's clear what it is that you do, who you serve and the results that you provide for the client, you're gonna, you know, attract the right people. For sure. And I I love how you talked about honing in, you know, for you, especially on the wellness industry. And that is very prevalent on your website. Um, Because I remember Mm -hmm. when we first connected and I was looking, I was like, oh, she does branding. And then I was like, oh, she only does it for the wellness industry. And so like having that very clear and you know, that's your mission, it attracts all those ideal clients. And like you said, it kind of weeds out people that you don't want to work with from the start because they know that's not what you do. Yeah, exactly. So I know we talked a little bit about in the beginning stages of like, I guess, where would you say is the most important for people to like really hone in on their branding in their business? You know, considering in the beginning for some entrepreneurs, they don't always have the most money to do like a full brand of everything. Yeah. What I would say is, first of all, if you're first starting a business, do not let your fonts and colors and your logo hold you back from starting. Like you don't need to have a perfect logo, a perfect website or anything to get your business started. My biggest tip would be know what services you're going to provide and for who. So know what services you're going to provide and then who exactly is your ideal client. Is it busy moms? Is it teens? Is it millennials? Like who is it that you really want to work with and what are the services you're going to provide for them? And then from there, I would focus on having a really beautiful online presence. And that doesn't mean that you have to have a logo. Mm -hmm. You can have just a, a website that does the trick for now. Pick just a few fonts, a few colors. Um, and do what you can. So there's a lot of templates out there. And I would definitely focus on having, you know, a website that is still beautiful and explains like very clearly what it is that you do, the results that you achieve for people and who your ideal client is. Because 
you will evolve over time. And the, the more you're in business and the more clients you take on, you'll figure out kind of like where you fit in in your industry. Um, so I would say after like about six months, you know, you know, really like who you are, what you're doing, like you're really like honing in your craft, then would be a good time to establish a solid brand and website. Yeah, for sure. And I, I remember when I first started, I had like completely different colors. I had somewhat like a friend of a friend who does design, create my, like a basic logo and it's totally evolved. And I did like a rebrand after like two years or so into it because I finally felt like I know who my ideal clients are because in the beginning I was kind of like figuring that out and working with whoever. And I realized who I wanted to work with, what kind of weddings I wanted to do. And so it definitely takes time and it's such a learning process. Like you said, I don't think you can... I mean, you definitely can like figure out who your ideal client is, but it takes time actually like working with those people and experiencing that too. Yeah, for sure. And you know, your business is always evolving, but that's up to your designer to help you establish a logo and a brand that's going to grow with you. So that's like a huge thing that we focus on because you really want to like, you're always going to be changing, but you want to have a brand that's going to like grow with you and your business growth. And to like, it's definitely an investment to work with a brand designer and a website designer, but you should get your ROI back like times two within the first month. Yeah, that's awesome. So for people starting out in their business, how do you kind of approach the process of helping them to find their ideal client? Do you have a process that you utilize for that? Um, yeah, I actually do have an ideal client workbook um, that I can I can send you and like as a free download. Um But I would say just really think about who your dream client is. Like, who is it that you love working with? Think of past clients that you've worked with that like get you really excited or you feel like you really made a true transformation with them. And I would even think of like real personality traits too. Like, you know, are they determined? Are they motivated? Or are they kind of the opposite? You know, just think of the all of that kind of stuff. But I would say really like past clients or think of, I guess if you were starting out, you don't have past clients, but clients that really would make you excited about. And if you really think about that, you will know if like right now you're listening and you're like, oh my God, I have no idea who that is. You will know the more that you think about it, like make a list, think about like, do you want to be friends with your clients or like, who do you feel like you could produce the most results for? This is also important. And what I tell, um, say to coaches a lot too, you know, people that want to help people, they just want to help everybody, but that doesn't mean that you're the best person to help them. So think of also Mm -hmm. like who you'll produce the best results for. Yeah. And I think that goes into a little bit of, you know, honing in on an ideal client helps you to really speak to those people on social media as well. So you're not just putting it out to everybody because I know a lot of people always say, if you're speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one because it's just way, it's way too broad um, to really. And that's where I think people get confused with different brands of like, what do they actually do? Who are they for? So, and I feel like it scares people sometimes to niche down where they're like, it's too small of like an audience, but it's really not because those people are going to be like loyal and followers and people that are going to be talking about your brand as well. Yeah, for sure. And people want to know that you're an expert, like you're positioning yourself as an expert in that space. You for sure, like, I mean, 
identifying your ideal client helps you in so many ways. So like if right now you're like, I don't know what to write on Instagram for captions. I don't know what to write for blog posts. I'm running out of ideas for my website. Like you need to identify your ideal client because your ideal client, when they come into contact with your brand, they should be like, Oh my God, I have found my person. Like she is speaking to me. She is talking about my pain points. That is the exact life that I will live. And it just makes it so much easier for you to write content, to write messaging, because you can get into the minds of that client and, you know, like make your messaging and your content and your, you know, all of that based around them. So it's definitely in your favor. I mean, you, you have to know, because if you're not solving someone's problem, you're not in business, right? Like we're in business because we're solving some sort of problem. If you don't know what problem that is or who it's for, then you're not going to be successful. Yeah. I love that you said pain point because I think over the years, you know, we've really evolved into like talking to past clients and figuring out like what was the, you know, part of the wedding planning process that was really hard for you or what did you not know beforehand? And I think it's sort of like working backwards. It's like, what is the, you know, biggest issue that current brides are facing? And then for us, it was like, how can we solve that? And so a lot of times it's a lot of education that we're putting out for clients, right? So it's like, hey, you just got engaged. Here are the eight steps you should take after you get proposed to, you know? And so we were solving problems that people are like, okay, I'm engaged, but I have no idea what to do now. And I feel so overwhelmed. And so it's really like, you know, and you might not know the pain points of your customers. And so that's why it's talking to people who, even if it's like friends that might be interested in your service, like talk to them from an outside perspective and just get feedback. And I think that is a really useful tactic to kind of figure out what those pain points are in your industry. Yeah, I completely agree. Like what is your ideal client? What's their problem? And then solve it. For sure. So what um, have you seen like a lot of business owners, what kind of mistakes have they made within their branding and how do you feel like people can avoid that? I would say the most common mistake is again, like designing your logo for you. So it's got to be for your ideal client. You know, it's got to like communicate the overall essence and vibe and what it is that you know, you want to encompass and have them embody when working with you. So that's like a really big mistake that I see. And then just like not being clear, like not being clear about like what it is that you do, who you serve, you know, not being consistent online. So having like a bunch of different colors, different fonts, like it seems so silly. And so like, oh, it doesn't matter what font I use, but it really, really does because that is how you create brand recognition across Mm -hmm. every platform. So the whole point of branding is to be omnipresent. You know, you're on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, podcast, Instagram, um, website, you are sending out email newsletters. Everything should be in the same fonts and colors. So you create an instant recognition and you build trust and rapport with your clientele um, and your audience, which creates like a high converting brand. So being inconsistent with fonts and colors, honestly, that's probably the biggest one. You know, it really, that's, that really, really matters. And then another really big one that I see too, is like the website being a big giant mess. You know, it might even be better to just have a landing page up (laughs) rather than having a really bad, ugly and not informative website. It's better to 
you know, just have a landing page until you can have purchase a template or just making it really simple. It really should be so simple. Your website, like say your services um, and how to get in touch with you. Yeah. And like, I think sometimes, you know, people get into like being too wordy on the website and, and trying to, I think sometimes I've been on websites where you feel like you're not really sure where to go because they're over, I guess they're trying too hard and, you know, telling yeah. about themselves or they like use fancy words for different packages. And I mean, yeah. I've learned definitely over time that it's just like, keep it straightforward. Like just have a contact us button, you know, don't say like, yeah. some, I don't even, I can't even think of something, but you know, something like weird and fancy that it's very confusing for. Yeah. Just be as clear website. as possible. Um, yeah. Be as clear as possible and um, just make it easy. And by doing that is thinking about your ideal client. So when someone comes to your website, what do you want them to do? Well, you want them to inquire. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, but the first thing that they're going to do is go to your services and see what it is that you provide. So have it clear what it is that you provide your services, blah, blah, blah. Then make it easy for them to go to your contact page. So if you were to have, you know, the most important pages, it would be services and contact, um, and just make it really easy for them to follow and, and get there. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I mean, at the end of the day, most people, you know, what's the average time on a website, like 20 seconds or something. I don't know. It's really low. So it's, yeah, being really straightforward so that people don't feel confused. Because if you think about it from your own perspective, if you're on a website that you're like, I feel lost, there's like all these random pop-ups, like you just end up getting off because you feel You leave. Like that's what I say to people all the time. I'm like, you will leave, you leave ugly websites. So why do you have one? Yeah. 100%. Like it's definitely worth the investment, even if there it's, you know, a few hundred dollars and you only have it for five months, like you will literally make that back in, you know, one client, you know, before. And that's what I say to, to my clients, like an investment with us is $6,000, but they will make that back with one client in a day. Yeah. Like, I, you know, we launched six websites last week and I think our gross ROI with clients together was like 75,000 or something Yeah, for Amazing. clients all together because they, like they got their ROI back, you know, within two, just with two clients, they, they made it back yeah. times too, you know? That's, that's amazing. What other, do you have any like final tips on branding, whether it's for businesses just starting out or people that are further along in their business and feel kind of stuck? Any like top two tips that you really love to tell people? My biggest um, motivator and just like I, that I work on a lot in my business and that I really work on like with my clients is really thinking about the client experience. That's a huge thing for me. Like I have a very high touch point, high level, like luxurious client experience. Um, and that speaks to my brand a lot. And I think of when I am branding and creating something for a client, what it, what their client is going to feel like when they get in touch with their brand. So if you are like, Oh my God, I have literally no idea where to start with my branding. I have all of these ideas. I would really focus on how do you want your client to feel when they 
are in contact with your brand at every touch point. So all the touch points, they start, you know, on social media and on marketing. And then it goes to your website, which is like this beautiful, you know, it could be like whimsical and welcoming this beautiful space where they feel like supported and held and spoken to because they, you know, read all their pain points and they're like, Oh my God, that's me. And then they contact you and it's like a super easy, seamless contact experience. And then, you know, you kind of take it from there with your high touch point process. So I would really think about how you want someone to feel, um, when they come into contact with your brand. And then, yeah, I guess if you're just starting out, I would definitely purchase a a website template and just kind of like go from there. Again, remember, like you will get that invest. You have to spend money to make money and you will get that Mm -hmm. investment back. Um, You know, if you are like, I'm very confident in where I'm going and where my clients are, um, you know, definitely invest in branding no matter who that is. Because... If you work with the right person, they will take all of your ideas and make it something that you really, really love. Like uh, my clients, like they'll come to me and be like, I have all of these ideas and I can't streamline them and I can't communicate them. And I'm like, seriously, I will do that for you. (laughs) And like what I say is like misalign to high converting because they're like, it's just not aligning. It doesn't feel right. I don't know how to communicate it. And then that's something that we take and like, you know, make it exactly what they're envisioning. So I would definitely think about like how you want someone to feel coming into contact with your brand. Yeah. I love that. That's definitely something we focus on. And I think it really like making your clients feel a certain way throughout the process, I think is what it like the long-term effect is because they hold on to those feelings way more than just like getting a physical product or something like that. It's like the whole experience of it all is really like what makes them be your advocate and someone that is going out and telling their friends and family about you or your service because they're like, yeah. they're, they just really hold on to like the way you made them feel throughout the whole process, whether that's like communication style or, you know, maybe you send like a welcome gift, anything like little touch points throughout, I think are so important for making that client feel heard and understood. And like you're solving again, their, their pain points. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I think too, like you were saying, um, with purchasing a template for a website or even, you know, investing in money to get some branding established. I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we try to do it all in the beginning. And it's like looking back even for myself, I'm like, I wish I would have paid someone, you know, in the start. Um, because I, I lost, spent so much time doing it and then it ended up not being good anyway. And so, you know, you kind of yes. give a take and it's like time is money for a lot of us that provide, especially a service. And so sometimes it's like worth paying the money because you can spend that time again, doing other things that are important for your business and, and selling. Yes. And selling. yes. That's something I forgot to touch on is like, I always say, you know, stay in your genius zone. Like, you know, you're, you started your business to do exactly what you started doing, right? So mm-hmm. you, you are in business because of your specific craft. Now, once you start building a business or just like running a business in general, then you become like the person for everything. And you physically cannot do it all. So a graphic design or like a logo design that you might work on on your own will 
like you just said, like it won't turn out right. You'll have wasted 10 hours and it's still not going to turn out as good as it would if I did it. Um, so it's like, you have to decide like where your money and time is best spent because those 10 hours that you're wasting trying to create a logo and then a website is like way more hours than that. Then you could have been taking those hours and going out and getting new clients or up-leveling your current client experience. Yeah, for sure. I think that's so important for any entrepreneur to remember throughout the process of, and I know on, on your podcast, we talked a lot about like outsourcing and it's just so key to remember, you know, like you said, staying in your genius zone and really letting go of certain things that you just aren't good at. Like you said, like you get hired at other jobs for a certain position, you know, like social media or marketing. It's because you can't do everything and we're not all good at everything in, within our businesses either. Yeah, exactly. Well, this was awesome. I love kind of hearing your perspective of branding and just, you know, whether you're starting out your business or in the middle of it. And I think this will be so helpful for listeners just to kind of figure out the process and, you know, hopefully encourages people to hire someone like you or if you're in the wellness (laughs) space, you know, check out Olivia's website. But yeah, Olivia, tell us more about how people can find you, how they can work with you within that space. Yeah, for sure. So if you want to follow along and connect like on a daily basis, um, you can follow us at current.designstudio. Our website is currentdesignstudio.com and that has like a list of all of our services, but we provide services for a wide range of people, whether, whether they are just starting out to, you know, fully custom. So we do, um, we have website templates, and those are um, $3.97 and you can split that payment into two. And then we have custom branding, custom website. Um, so we have all of the things. You can see that all on our website. But basically everything that you could possibly need from your brand, we can design it. I also have a weekly podcast. It comes out every Wednesday. It's called Behind the Design. If you search it in iTunes, I will come up. And you can also follow us at Behind the Design Podcast on Instagram um, to just like keep up with all the episodes and stuff. But I think that's it. Awesome. (laughs) I love it. And then I always end the episode uh, asking everybody what their favorite local place is. So whether it's a restaurant or museum or whatever it is, um, remind us where you're located again. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be completely honest. I... Oh, wait. I live in New Hampshire. Okay. I moved to New Hampshire in December. And then I went to Bali for a month in January. And then I was here for like another month. And then we were quarantined. Yeah. So you haven't really explored much. (laughs) I literally don't know where anything is. Like I still use my GPS to like go to the grocery store. So I do have two really good coffee shops. Like my, I love like working from home. Like I'm like, feel very grateful to be able to like have an office and work from home and stuff. But I love switching it up and being able to go to coffee shops. Um, So I did find a few like cute little coffee shops here. And one is like a coffee shop. And then at night it turns, they have live music and cocktails, Oh, um, I love that. which I never got to do the live music and cocktails, but <laughs> I really want to when we're allowed to go places yep. again. But yeah. yeah, I'm in, I'm in New Hampshire. Um, if anyone's in listening on, yeah, that lives in Southern New Hampshire, which I doubt it. Um, let me know any good spots because I literally don't know. Yeah. And what was the name of that coffee shop that you found 
Do you remember the name? Oh of my it? god, I literally don't even know. Um, <laughs> how about how about this? Where where did you live in California before? Oh, I lived in San Diego. Okay. Do you have a favorite spot in San Diego? Like for anything, like to work from or just like in general? Yeah, anything. Just like a local. I love kind of tying in like the local table. So wherever people are, kind of like give suggestions of anything that you love, whether it's a restaurant, a bar, coffee shop. Yeah, there's a few. So (laughs) one is um, Powerhouse Pizza in Pacific Beach. I They are like a vegan vegetarian pizza place and they have like cauliflower crust and pizza sauce and all that stuff. And I designed all of the branding for that. Anisha is the owner. She's amazing. She is killing it. Um, It's a super fun, like super vibey place to go get pizza. Um, Way different than a local pizza shop. Like you'll never go to a pizza place like this. Um, So that's a really good spot. And then right down the street is Reach Yoga. Um, I used to teach there. It's just like an awesome, awesome yoga studio. The teachers there are amazing. A lot of them are still some of my good friends. So very cool. I love I love good pizza recommendations. So <laughs> whenever yeah. I'm down there yeah, next, sorry. I'll check I, it out. Yeah. Sorry I don't have more places in uh, New Hampshire because <laughs> I haven't really spent much it. time outside of my house here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I like got back from Bali and I was like, oh, I see what's happening here. Going <laughs> <laughs> to be staying home for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Olivia, thanks so much for being on the podcast today and just chatting about branding. I think this is going to be super helpful for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. No problem. I had fun chatting with you both in this episode and the one that you were in mine. (laughs) Yeah, same here. Well, thanks so much. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Have a good one. And that's today's episode of The Local Table. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm truly grateful that you're tuning in. About a year ago, this was just a dream of mine. And now it's so exciting to be here interviewing other people, sharing their stories, and just delivering really great content. I hope you walk away feeling inspired, or maybe you gained a new perspective, or you learned a thing or two. It would honestly mean the world to me if you would be so kind and leave us a positive review if you enjoyed today's show. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, and we'll see you next time on The Local Table.